All right, we are ready. We're pretty excited. Smooth sailing. Had an awesome week. This is Friday. We know that is it where we're at with our podcast because it's fantabulous Friday. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol. So, aka Nani Boss live with two. This does. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 on this fantabulous Friday. And <laughs> excuse me, I normally wake up before the alarm. But today I woke up probably about 45 minutes before the alarm was supposed to go off. So I'm like, it's very weird. And I just want to say this is weird. And I want to know if this happened to anybody happens to anyone. You just you're sleeping, you're having a good sleep. And then just like, boom, I wake up there. It's normally, I will freely admit I am not a morning person, although I am up early. That doesn't mean I'm a morning person. So, I'm, you know, you're sleeping soundly. And then just like I said, boom, you wake up and it's like, okay, I'm up. Well, I might as well start doing my thing, <clears throat> which I started doing my thing. So has anybody experienced that? I'd be curious to know. I just, you know, I think it's kind of oh, weird. It happens to me. It happens to me all the time. I wake up in a very sound, comfortable sleep. And it's literally, and you wonder at that point, because obviously to wake up that alert already, you're not in a REM sleep anymore to begin with, but you feel you are, you're feeling like you're in this deep sleep. And it does surprise me. It doesn't happen every single morning, but it happens probably more, more often than not. That is like, a bam, your body, your mind says, now nah, you're done. Need to start your day, get going. And like you, I'm not a morning person. And what I mean by that is even though I wake up very fairly alert, obviously the nutritional program that we're on, you know, helps us to achieve that if it's not happening. And I'm not one that even does my nutritional program first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. I do it is when I, is when I'm ready to break fast on an empty stomach, which is usually around, you know, between one and three o'clock. So I don't have that extra additive oomph, you know, from, from natural products to make me feel good. I am not a caffeine person. I do herbal tea, caffeinated herbal tea, decaffeinated rather, uh, as well as organic. So I don't get that jolt that so many people who do have issues with not being that morning person. So when we say that morning person, it doesn't mean necessarily that I think there's actually two meanings for people. Some people say when they're a morning person, like they're wake up, ready to take on the day. Other people think it's more of a mindset. You're happy-go-lucky, uh, ready to take on the other day. Other people interpret that as this person's got their shista together and they're not scrambling. Uh, that makes them a morning person. So I would be curious of what your version of what you think a morning person is. My version of a morning person is someone that's automatically cheerful and ready to go. That is not me. And what I mean that I, doesn't mean that I'm not cheerful. I may be cheerful, but I'm not ready to go. Or I have leftover thoughts for maybe what occurred the other day, which we know you want to always start out with a clean slate. I'm always accountable for that and say, no, 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 you know, okay, you didn't accomplish that no worries. And that's when we bring in Fantabulous Friday because 
we all have derailments. We all have things that we have to pivot or re-navigate through because the day is not going right. The moment is not going right, right? It could be uh, you got sidebar, you woke up late. So now you're that person that's running around trying to get your kids ready or get yourself off to work or just even prepare for your day. And you're discombobulated because you feel normally I'm up at you know 6.30, now it's seven. I've lost 30, 30 minutes, which for a lot of people is huge, especially when you're on that schedule. Now I'm not on that type of schedule anymore other than you know if we're doing our podcast in the morning or we've got a Zoom, we've got a meeting. Uh, you know, I have the flexibility now that we are in a different age bracket that I do have more flexibility with my time. So when I know that I've got to pick up and go moment in the morning, I have to be very prepared the, the day before. That's just how I am because I kind of live in that lazy fear life. Right. But what happens is we get discombobulated. We feel like, you know, there's a derailment, but guess what? It's fantabulous Friday you kind of review, okay, could I have done this better? Should I have been more prepared? Was it something that I had to like think on the fly? So we want you to be kind to yourself. We want you to celebrate your wins. Now your wins do, you know, awesome. If they're monumental, we applaud you. You know, maybe you lost some weight. Maybe you started noticing, you know, ooh, those, those skinny jeans are fitting a little bit better on me. Maybe uh, it's, you know, geez, I've accomplished. I was supposed to do A, B, or C, and D. And guess what? I got to E, F, and G. Awesome job. But then there's those of you who may have started on a project, maybe a new health and wellness journey, maybe a new fitness, maybe it had to do with your mind. And maybe in your mind, you didn't quite complete the task. Well, kudos to you for starting whatever you're supposed to do, whatever you want to accomplish. We don't diminish that we actually put the step forward. A lot of times putting the step forward also means unbeknownst to, to us at the time, you got to side, you got to step sideways. You might have to step backwards. You may have to, you may have to step triangular, but it doesn't matter the point that you actually made a conscious effort. You pat yourself on the back. Don't you think, Jan? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it, it's all about, um, you know, for instance, <laughs> I pulled my clo workout clothes the night before they go over on the other side, but soon enough, I'll, uh, all that stuff's going to be downstairs. So I just have to roll out of bed, go down the spiral staircase and into my new office. Okay. I'm getting a little sidetracked. Sorry. But the, the purpose being the, the practice part of that, because I know I am not um, that morning person. In fact, when I wake up with the alarm, now keep in mind, I get up anywhere from two to three times a night. Um, lately it's been just two, um, you know, from back in July <laughs> when it was, uh, starting to be like seven to eight times that I was waking up. So that's a huge, huge improvement for my sleep. Yeah. So sleep is centered around everything. And I go on the other side for right now. And um, my, I have a second timer or alarm set, <coughs> excuse me, to go off 15 minutes later. So that's my 15 minutes to, you know, I, sometimes I just like sit down for like a couple minutes and I'm just like, you know, trying to wake up. I tried to um, at least put my workout clothes on first before I do that. But I was finding that, okay, I put my workout clothes up now. Uh, all right. Well, let me just put my legs up on the couch and I, you know, kind of dozed off a couple of times. So that's why I just sit there 
you know, about five minutes and then I have 10 minutes to, you know, get my clothes on and, and just kind of mentally prepare myself. And it, for me, it works out great now. So, so, so you're reasoning that that's what we're trying to get to your, oh, your, your reason, reason, like what, what is your interpretation of not being that morning person? Is it, does it mean that you're from a, from a mental standpoint, you're not super organized. So you prep the night before, is that your version of what you think being a morning person is versus not? A, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Um, but because I know how I like, we know ourselves better than anyone else. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, the bag of chips things, which, which I talk about a lot of times cannot be trusted around a bag of chips. So, <laughs> you know, my time in the morning when I wake up, <coughs> excuse me, is very structured. That helps me to be more mentally prepared and set that foundation for the, for the day, even though I am not that morning person, you know, I love, um, and I haven't been going to this, the kickboxing studio, I'm doing classes at home, but um, I also work with, um, you know, that app that I love, Obey. Um, and I'm taking some classes called hard as, well, it's called hard AF, meaning hard as, I don't want to say it out loud, but you can kind hard of- get, Hard as fluck. Yes. Yes, exactly. But anyway, I, I wonder how that's going to come up. And when, you know, when they do the, uh, right. And <laughs> oh boy, and those are on demand. And, uh, but anyways, you know, keeping a routine, like that routine, I'm a routine oriented person, even though I'm not a morning person, so the night before, it's all about, okay, let me make sure my drink's over there, my clothes, I'm good to go. And that's a good feeling even when I'm schlepping across the other side of the house. Um, Not only that, but I would imagine when, you know, because I do the same, I try to get prepared. And I think when you are prepared, that will also assist you if you've got a derailment first thing in the morning. Like say, oops, I, I uh, my appointment was 15 minutes earlier than I thought. At least now you've got your clothes laid out. You you know you're you're organized enough to like throw the things on and get out the door if it had to do with something on the door, or you know if you had a Zoom or you had some sort of meeting or you're or you're you know if you've got uh, little ones at home and you know they've got to bring a certain project into school or you know you got to leave earlier because they got to bring a treat in for school. Cause it's, you know, something for birthdays. I wonder if they even do that anymore in school. They've got all these different things, but sidebar, I heard something very interesting this morning. I was listening to uh, this gentleman talk about children uh, in curiosity and what basically our you know, our world, the school system, even parents are really taking away the natural ability of curiosity. And we know curiosity is also educational. And they're really, uh, you know, it re really made you get to think, you know, especially, you know, first thing in the morning to, to see that, how it impacted, you know, my thought process with that. And he used an example 
of a rainy day. And of course, in the Northeast, it's, you know, there was a lot of rain during last night. Uh, they had, you know, we had warm temperatures here. It was in the, you know, mid fifties this morning, it was still 57, which I guess every hour now it's going to be dropping like 10 or 15 degrees. It's going to go not, I don't think it's going to go into a tundra, but it's, it's going to get down below, below freezing, but anywho, uh, so you, you know, so when you naturally think of all the rain, you think of puddles and he used this experience of his, he was sitting, I don't know if he was sitting on a park bench or he was outside somewhere and there was a puddle and the child had already had the boots on and the raincoat. And he thought to myself, don't walk around it. Don't walk around it. Don't walk around it. Please let the child do it don't walk around it. And as he said that, the parent, you know, grabbed the child's hand and walked around the puddle. And he said, you could see it written all over this child's face that he, you know, whether it was a he or a she wanted to jump into that muddy puddle and experience, you know, liquid, the force of jumping in a puddle, what happens with that, with the liquid, uh, the the water stirring, uh, the touching of the muddy water, and it's through curiosity that naturally wires our brain to to really earnest and to yearn for more learning, for more curiosity. Because with curiosity, that's what creates scientists, inventors, artists, uh, leaders doctors they're curious about so curious about something that they 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 just want it and he also brought up the point how sad it is that the school systems are taking curiosity out of learning but what he really what what really impacted me and obviously because I'm you know, working uh, to make sure that children, all children are getting a fair public education and educating others on what they may not be knowing about what's going on in school systems. He also brought up the point that while graduating is a rite of passing, how sad it is that children are excited that they're leaving that institution. Uh, that they're curious, that, that they don't, you, you know, want more. They want more curiosity, more learning. Now, yes, some do do go off to college. Um, so I, I'm not sure whether he's, he was re really referring to someone maybe graduating from college. Uh, and, we, and as we know that not all students leave uh, K through 12 and go on to college. And he thought it's like parents you know, unconsciously, they don't obviously want to stop that child's curiosity. It's just out of pragmatics of what they think, you know, uh, they say, you know, he, he, he also brought up, uh, you know, bringing up a child, a messy home should not matter. You know, a child getting messy shouldn't matter. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't teach them organizational skills. But again, if you're wasting time too busy cleaning up, you're missing the enjoyment of that child and the curiosity of why it got to the mess. And I thought it was a really interesting point. I'm gonna uh, share, share what he stated on my uh, timeline later sometime today. Uh, but I thought that just really reinforced, you know, the positivity of, of having a fantabulous Friday 
because we sometimes forget that some of our goals uh, may not necessarily be with our physical being, meaning transformation, health and wellness, you know, changing a diet, re, you know, organize a closet. It could also be that you've learned something, something new or a new thought process has entered your brain now because you are opening to listening to someone else speak. That is something uh, to pat yourself on the back that you were open enough to see someone speak. And I actually did a, a post this morning because obviously, as you know, we've talked about, you know, a lot of information and, and news articles are coming about uh, as to what is going on with the district that I, you know, been kind of researching into. And too many times you have people that get on, you know, the whole keyboard warrior uh, posture, if you, if you will be, which I don't even think it is postured. I think it's laziness. And a lot of people think ignorance is bliss. Well, it's not because if you sit behind a keyboard spewing something that you don't know what you're talking about, because you weren't open minded enough to ask questions that may impact an issue that you don't know about, and you just spew your opinion as if it's facts, you really cut yourself off so from celebrating, especially on Fantabulous Friday, that you were willing enough to do some research, willing enough to investigate, to maybe enlighten your own self on, geez, maybe I don't know everything about that subject matter, or maybe my opinions were based on something that were never true to begin with. Maybe I should take the time to not just spew posts out in an ignorant manner, because to me, ignorance is laziness. It means you're not willing to think of yourself well enough to enlighten and open your mind on maybe a subject that you don't know about. So for all those people that maybe this Fantabulous Friday was maybe learning some patience with those spewing their opinion as facts, uh, pat yourself on the back as well. Exactly. And I just want to kind of digress just a moment and go back to the puddles. Um, I was snickering because I specifically remember, and this is back when we lived in Harford, um, I guess it would be North Beacon Street, whatever street it was, but an older sibling who shall remain nameless was, <laughs> excuse me, walk, was holding my hand and you know walking me down the street and there was a puddle and i just i was kind of lagging behind and i jumped in the puddle and you know got the mud and everything and i was you know had a dress on i think i had white stockings on and um yeah <laughs> i re i remember that very clearly you know and and it's amazing how those memories pop up and you know what and that's fantabulous because it made me laugh, you know, sometimes we need that chuckle, right? And that curiosity of what will happen when I jump in the puddle. Right. And guess what? And I found out and I was like, oh, well, you know, oh, well, and, you know, I was little like, well, what the hell did I know? But the point is going back to the um, <laughs> what you were saying and encompassing the, that learning process, the curiosity that leads to other things. I mean, you know, I look back like uh, our, our brother uh, Vic and, you know, his curiosity with things that went up in the air, such as rockets and, um, 
you know, our, he's a, like a rocket scientist. He is a rocket scientist. And um, <laughs> sidebar to that too, but we'll talk about that another time. But that curiosity led him to onto so many different things that he pursued. And I think that's just amazing from, you know, the little squirrel in the, in the, um, it was a gerbil. Oh, a gerbil. It was a gerbil. Yeah. And I I remember that too, because yeah, that was another early morning. It was either in the Elizabeth Park with Fran. It was in Elizabeth Elizabeth Park. And I actually was the one who uh, pushed the button so the rocket would go off. And uh, the funny piece to that story was, uh, you know, my brother, both of our brothers were curiosity about space and rockets. Mm -hmm. And we would make homemade rockets out of um, toilet paper rolls and the rolls uh, from wrapping paper. Um, But, you know, as you know, back then the capsule was kind of like the shape of a styrofoam coffee cup. If you flipped it over, it was that shape. So we actually took the coffee cup and Vic, you know, we cut it in such a way that it, it was the latch of the door and that's where the gerbil was placed. So when the, the rocket came down and obviously the capsule was on a parachute and it came down, they actually paused, you know, the eight millimeter camera opened it up to make sure the gerbil was still alive before they filmed again, closed it up and then uh, resumed filming because they obviously didn't want to keep filming if something happened to the gerbil. So, you know, the point being, when you you think of these, the greats, the, the scientists, inventors, you know, it's because they were curious so much so that they invented something or they improved something. That curiosity didn't just happen when they were adults. It was nourished when they were younger. And I think parents, I think society as a whole today is so fast paced and so busy that they don't spend the time to slow down and let the natural curiosity build that child into a possibly something that may carry them through their adulthood. And hopefully curiosity is still within adults and that we are that we never shut off our minds to being curious to know something because knowledge is power and it should you know that curiosity the peak of curiosity should never be diminished should never be um stifled uh because greatness comes out of curiosity it leads to someone wanting to learn more uh you know maybe it's learning more about oneself being better maybe it's learning about a subject or a profession or in this case rockets uh so many great things happen out of curiosity absolutely and you know i was in a facebook group this morning um catching up on some stuff that i needed to and a post in there from a woman, <coughs> excuse me, who was uh, 42, 43. Um, and that, it, it kind of got to my heart and I did respond. But she was talking about, you know, oh, I'm 43 and I'm not sure, you know, I want to do this thing. And, you know, I'm getting older and I'm like, no, you got to go for it. Like, so the curiosity part does not stop. The curiosity factor will always be there. It's how we cultivate it. Yes. Uh, there's, there's never, there's never the perfect time. You know, I look back on my journey <laughs> and 
I'm ble blessed, obviously, in so many ways. But, you know, I was working full time as I was trying to get my health coaching business online up and running. And then all of a sudden I was laid off. So there's no perfect time. There no. is no perfect time. And it just goes with the, you know, that verbiage, just do it. Just it do take, it. It may take you a couple months. Right. You or have to map it out. It may even take years before you really find your niche and, and like you said, map it out. And, you know, and speaking of niches, you know, I've been, you know, like redefining things um, in my business <laughs> and those have been cultivated from obviously things that have happened in my world or something that inspired me that clicked my curiosity to say, wait a minute. No, this is the way I want to go. So there, when you're trying to work, whatever it may be on that thing that you want for yourself, that thing that you want to do, whatever it is, you have the idea. It starts with the idea. You're going this way, but then whoops, you go this way and then you go this way. So it's a learning curve. It's a journey. It's uh, particularly a journey in self-discovery and <laughs> You know, I, I can say with certainty that I found myself saying to myself a lot of times, wait a minute, you know, I want to do this, but it's over the, it, again, it's over there. That's okay. You, you work up to it. So right. and, probably, and the point being, you had to maybe re renegotiate, renavigate, re you, uh, you maybe had to pivot from what the original curiosity part was, but guess what? It may have brought you to another piece that is more fitting or excites you more as more curiosity. So the whole, whole point is never be closed-minded. Don't stifle your children from being curious, from getting dirty, from getting messy, from being creative, because that is uh, by you showing uh, and partnering with them and encouraging them uh, is really going to open their mind to amazing opportunities uh, in their future. It may lead them on a path, a certain profession, a passion, uh, and we never want to stifle that. And, you know, it's part of growth uh, and curiosity should never, never, never uh, be stifled. It should be nourished. Oh, and speaking of curiosity, who is this over here? Oh, I think we've got a, an online guest. You want to pop up here? Yeah. And say good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Princess Ray Ray. Can you share with Auntie and everyone else out there what what is one thing you're curious about? Do you know what curious means? Oh, say curious means uh, that you're interested in something that you might not know about or you want to do. So, so I'm going to give you an example. Do you like to jump in puddles? Mm -hmm. you, why do you like to jump in puddles? Since you get to splash and have fun. You get to splash and have fun. And what happens with the water? It turns into ice. Well, well, sometimes it turns into ice because of the weather today. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that this morning, uh, all this rain, and you can see it crystallizing and starting to, as the temperature drops. It went from snow to melting to water, and now it's, some areas are starting to like crystallize a little bit. But what's something else that you could that you might be curious about. Maybe curious about learning something. Mm -hmm. Are you curious about the piano? Mm -hmm. Have you ever played the piano? No, are you curious and wondering about it? Mm -hmm. 
well, see, there you go. This one might have to see what a piano is all about. Uh, but the whole point being is to make sure that anybody gets to try whatever they want, right? If you like it and you're curious about it, you want to know more, don't you want to always be able to try something? Because mm -hmm. when you try something, that's when you realize whether you like it or you don't like it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? What other advice could you give us today? What 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 do you got going on? How about if we just what what do you got going on today? I we're going to this church and it's a party there with um homeschool friends that we with homeschool friends. And what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be having some candy and sharing Valentines? That's pretty cool. So you're having your Valentine's party today at co-op school, which is all the homeschool kids. That sounds like fun. All right. Well, you, my little princess, Ray, we got to go get ready. All right. Well, you blow a kiss to auntie and you got to go get ready. Bye, princess. Right. Ray. Love That's you. Awesome. And thanks for your advice on curiosity. So there you go. You heard it from a five-year-old. Let them jump in the puddle. That's right. Exactly. And on that note, you know, we would always love to hear from you. Maybe you have a puddle childhood memory. Go to our website, leave us a message, a voice message, www.twosistas.online. Yes, because we like to be different. We'd love to be different. And there's a curiosity factor in that. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters. And this is Carol, sorry, AKA Naughty Boss, live from a 57 degree morning, which apparently the temperature is going to be dropping rapidly every hour. So uh, bundle up, stay warm, have a fantabulous Friday. Make sure that you have that conversation with yourself in the mirror. Pat yourself on the back for whatever uh, you are celebrating, whatever goal that you reached. And even if you didn't reach it, put it on for tomorrow's menu of, of your accountability and get right to it. Be kind. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone.